To the cultural vacuums. If this is your first time tuning in, then allow me to explain in words you can easily understand. You listen, we talk, capish? We talk business, cultural business to our guests. We ask questions, they answer. Case closed. If they say something we like, the conversation continues. They say something amusing. You ought to know, we're gonna goddamn laugh. Hey, 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 hey. You look at me when I'm talking to you, Gaffon. When all I said and done, I look right? at the guests, I look at them right in their fucking eyes, and I say to them, on my mother's soul, on my mother's freaking soul, I'll send you a cut of the edit before it goes out. Capish? And that's not just a promise from me, Joshy Rigatoni. No, no, no. There's another guy. You see, sat to my left is my right-hand man. You know who I'm talking about. He's the one who says he likes to eat alone. And he's here to say a few... <laughs> and he's here to say a few fucking words. Louis Sky Blue Fitz, how you doing, partner? <laughs> <laughs> what you, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? Is this grief? Is yeah, this how grief is, is manifesting was, itself yeah, for yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm alright. What was your name, Rigatoni? I forget. Yeah. Where I watched Goodfellas. I, I watched Goodfellas last night, so I should have been able to slip into character. What's my called? Louis Blue Eyes. Uh, you were Louis 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 Sky Blue Foots. I put Sky Blue because you're, you're a city fan. All right, nice. But yeah, I thought that was, you know. I'm all right, mate. Uh, thanks for that, I think. Yeah, uh, try I've discovered a new way to make myself feel better. Oh, yeah. I get a white coat. I get on the tube. So I dress like a doctor, and I just watch people look at me in admiration. Nah, <laughs> on my way home nah. from the tube. You have a surgical mask on and a stethoscope as well. Is that a little bit too far? Nah, I don't want to take the piss. But I do have a microscope with me. Something know that I'm doing science. <laughs> shit. Is that a microscope in your pocket? Or are you just happy to see me? No, it's an erection. I'm on the tube. Hello, um, welcome to the show. Uh, good guest this week. Oh yes, please do. Who's who is our guest this week? Please? Some wonderful Bell and Ian Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ian, Ian at the lovely Bell and Smith is here. No, it is uh, you and I are going to have to contain forward. ourselves this week because we we can't fangirl over Ian. Very big fans. It was uh, the Magic Sponge. Is it's kind of like it's the story of us, the Magic Sponge, isn't it? Um, but yeah, but Lou, before we get into uh, the actual podcast, mm. um, it is time for the pasty bet, mm. which we do. Uh, it goes and escalates each week, and we each decide. One thing that we think Ian might say at some point during the uh, during the conversation. Mm-hmm. What are you going to go for this time, buddy boy? Um, met Ian a few times. I um, I know he's into his sports, but I also think he's a a neurotic little thinker. He's he, he's inside his own head. He's a little think tank. I think he will mention Star Wars one. <laughs> Star Wars one. Yep. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I mean, uh, there's I can there's so many issues with that sentence that I can pick you up. Star on. Wars one. Do you mean episode four? Or I mean, episode? I mean what I say, bro. <laughs> <laughs> <Star Wars one. laughs> no, I like that. Uh, what about you? What do you reckon? Takeshi's Castle. Big Takeshi's Castle fan. I yeah. think. Yeah. And definitely. what what are we betting? I'll take you to a nice Greek restaurant yeah cool if i oh, likewise i'll take you to a nice greek thanks yeah that's cool all right so ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the show the wonderful mr ian smith is in the cultural vacuum
I've seen 4DX, uh, we saw Terminator films and comedians in 4DX, and you knew something was going to happen because they had to charge up the system for like the the fans or something, uh, or the war thing. So there's a bit where, like, that bit in the film where it's all quiet, and then you just hear, <laughs> just on the machine, you're like, Something's about to kick off, and then guns would happen, and then you get with each bullet you got a little blast of air. <laughs> so it just spoiled everything, and then you couldn't hear the um, film of smoke. Yeah, <laughs> such, a such a weird thing. Such a weird thing. Yeah. So we, so Ian Smith, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about you. Um, I, can't, I can't pinpoint what part when when the whole thing started. Yeah, I know. Neither do we. It's because usually it would be like the kind of classic sort of like, "Welcome to the podcast, Ian Smith." But then we always do like an intro beforehand where I say exactly the same thing like two seconds before. So I just yeah. sort of end up doubling myself up. But welcome to the podcast, Ian Thank Smith. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And uh, welcome to the Cultural Vacuum. And so first thing we like to ask people is what have you been watching or like listening or reading recently that you'd like to kind of share with the with the vacuum? Oh, so recently, like to the point where, so for the first time, I think ever, and I haven't done it yet, and may, maybe I will, but I thought, this is embarrassing, that I was going to email the person behind the thing and say, I love your show. Um, so I wanted to watch, have you seen the Joe, Joe Perra? Joe Perra talks to you, or Joe Perra talks. No. Like, so Joe Perra talks, kind of dot, 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 and the episode's got different things. And I saw like a trailer for it, and I wanted, wanted to watch it, um, for ages, like this kind of really lo-fi comedian, he talks very slowly. He's like seems like a kind of character, but that's how he is in real life. And it's just him quite relaxingly talking. Um, from what I understood from the trailer, I wanted to watch it for so long. It was always on maybe Amazon, and you'd have to pay for it. Oh, it's never on DVD. And then still um, using DVD. Pardon? When did it come out? Dude, I'll buy a DVD. <laughs> what? what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about... So, when I first watched Succession, it was on DVD because I didn't have whatever it was on. Oh, yeah, 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 really, yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't... I didn't... Because it's so good, I would rather watch that on DVD than watch it on, like, a streaming site unless I have, like... Netflix I think that's a good... That's a good sort of, like... Yeah, that's a, that's a good thing to do, you know? Mm. To not steal it, Lou. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I'm not that I'll steal it. Hey, don't be throwing out accusations. I'd rather watch accusations over the <laughs> I'd rather watch Succession on a TV in good quality than a little laptop. Fair enough. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Really shit audio or something. But yeah. you can connect your laptop to your telly. <laughs> that, yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I think I also... I. Yeah, it is probably weird, but I'll get a DVD hey. every now and then. <laughs> I like it. Keep it the uh, DVD like. Oh, Blu-ray recently. Sound <laughs> <laughs> like Peter King. Blu-ray. <laughs> it's an unfortunate happenstance with our accents. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I'm going to have a lot of fun in this accent. Yeah, just let you guys talk for a bit. You know. I'm trying to separate any like um, two-syllable word or um, blue-ray. <laughs> um, I said I've had a, and I, I'll, I am brave. I am brave because I've had a tooth abscess. Oh yeah, this this week. I don't think you can tell. No, but only what on is it that the left side? Actually, yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> um, it's the other side. Have you ever Did had something one? pop? No, no, no. It just swells. You've been punched in the face. Like 
I've asked really? this to Jeff, and Jeff was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jeff <laughs> You've been punched in the face. Yeah. It felt like being punched in the face. Oh, um, that's all it feels like. I had something where the side of my mouth was hurting a lot, and um, I, I was saying to my girlfriend, um, I think something's bad, like worse. And I think she thought I was like being negative or complaining because I, I was going, like, the side of my face looks bigger on that side. <laughs> and she thinks I overanalyzed my appearance anyway. So that then made it like the boy who cries wolf. But then at one point, I was like brushing my teeth and I felt a weird taste in my mouth. Yeah. I was like, yeah, something is in my mouth that it shouldn't be. <laughs> and I went to the dentist and they were like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think like something with like uh, wisdom teeth uh, that like something had got infected or something, but it, it was just sore. Oh, it and I had sucks. to get a brush that went, like, I think I've made a hole in my mouth. Oh. How is it all now? That's fine. This was ages ago. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, you were, going, you were telling us about, what was his name oh, again? So Joe, Joe Perra. Para, 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 I think. But it's just brilliant. So I was, um, Phil Wang said to me, I think it's on 4OD. And I was like, no, I've been trying to get it for ages. I've been trying to look on Amazon and stuff. The whole thing is on 4OD. <laughs> and they're like 15 minute, 20 minute episodes. Um, maybe like, I was 10 or more series. I've nearly finished series two and series three starting soon. But it, it's incredible. And it's it's funny, it's really sweet. Yeah. It's sometimes often has cinematography that's beautiful. Mm. It's like beautiful and profound in places What's as well. What's the big focus? Of it? He's a comedian talking to other people in, in, in comedy, or well, no, you don't know. He's a comedian. He's just a guy who will like often talk to the camera. So it'll be something like Joe Perry talks to you whilst doing the groceries, and oh. he'll be like in a shop talking through why he loves the process of going there. and But it's also a sitcom, so there's bits of camera, but then, like, um, you'll show a scene with his grandma and his girlfriend. And so it's really hard to describe in terms of, like, the form of it. And so there's one episode that's on YouTube, Joe Perry talks to you back to sleep. And it's just him in his bed, he's, like, kind of <laughs> saying, I can't... Um, yeah, I can't get to sleep, so I'm just going to talk to you for a bit. And the rain is going against the window, and, it, and his voice is so soothing. It's kind of like ASMR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it sounds like ASMR. My, podcast, well, the podcast, my mum will know that the, mm. uh, ASMR is my weakness. Oh, really? I uh, I enjoy it maybe an hour a day, probably. It sort of sounds like a mix between ASMR and, like, you know... The end Nothing of Jerry... sexual in it. Yeah, yeah, but, like, the end of Jerry Springer's show, it'd be, like, sort of Jerry would do, like, his final roundup of, like, be kind to each other, you know, sort of, like, really softly yeah, spoken. Yeah. But it's just his voice? Does it give you any sort of physical feeling? Or is it just... No, it's, and it, it is, like... Because it's, it's really hard to grab because it is a sitcom. Right. And there are episodes where there's, like, scenes going on but he'll also, yeah, just talk to the camera and um, go through stuff. Like um, in the supermarket one, he's just kind of saying how, like, he's very strict of his list um, to the point where he comes out with a check for $70 and that's all he's got. He doesn't have his wallet, so he can't spend any more than that. Um, and then he'll be like, go over to the guy who's doing the samples, the free samples, and he's just like, Oh, this is great. He always does free samples. I always like 
getting free samples and seeing what they've got going on today. <laughs> Let's see what he's got. And then it just turn, then it becomes right back in the signal. And I was like, hi, Greg. And he's like, oh, hi, Joe. Like, it's, it feels like it's kind of relaxing and sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also because he's a real oddball, like he's, there's stuff about him struggling to dance. There's an episode which I think is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Is so there's an episode where he's taught he's reading out um a thing at church and he's kind of not doing it too well and he's like, oh, I'm sorry guys, um I just heard a song for the first time and I really love it and that's kind of all I've been thinking about. And it shows him hearing um Bob is it Bob O'Reilly? Bob O'Reilly, somebody who? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Teenage Wasteland. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And he hears it on the radio and he's just like, this is incredible. And then he calls up, he asks them to, if they'll play it again on the radio station. And they say, well, no, we just played it. So he just calls a different radio station, requests it. Once that's done, he calls a different radio station, requests it. And he's just jumping around his house like euphoric. <laughs> um, and I think it captures that feeling you get when you do first listen to a song and you just play it yeah. again. And I, yeah. I do that a lot where like a song that I really love, I've a band I love releasing a new song and I'm really into it. I like have to go back a bit because there'll be a bit that makes me go, oh, fuck, that was incredible. I should rewind 20 <laughs> what's, seconds. What's your current I was going to say, yeah, what are you listening to at the moment? Um, in terms of making me excited, Biffy Clyro's new album. Oh, yeah. Um, they, uh, they released a song called Unknown Male Number One. Yeah. And... There, it's really good, but there's a bit the way it's a bit shoutier, and and I kept rewinding to that. <laughs> and a song they have called Slurpy Slurpy Sleep Sleep, yeah. <laughs> so I like the title of. Um, and it's just it's really beautiful in the middle, and then just goes into an insane and yeah. it's a lot of fun. I do an impression of you. Oh yeah, I can. I can. I it feels to me like you're just doing it already. No, <laughs> that's what Londoners would think. Yeah, um, yeah it doesn't. You normally sound like. Well, this. no, it's not. Can I do it, or will it offend? Oh no, okay. <laughs> We've already spoken about it. Here. Um, <laughs> I'm Ian Smith, and I'm from Gruel. Is that, is that fair? Would that be? I don't know. Actually, I feel you've made me higher than I am. So I'm, like, I'm from go. Maybe it's just because I've only seen you on stage and a bit, and and that maybe that is the persona. Yeah, where is higher voice on stage? I mean, yeah, where is Ghoul? I have no idea of anything outside Peckham. Whole dump. Oh, okay. Up that. Fort, yeah, up that um, North. trio. It's a real boom town. Boom town. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was uh, yeah when you were kind of like growing up and like as a teenager in that sort of area? What were you? What were you guys sort of like watching, like listening to? I think like so the f- <laughs> the first album I got, but this is not bought. This is what my mum and dad got me an album because I like them. It's this is horrific. I think <laughs> we love it. That's what we want. <laughs> was the cassette of Lady Smith Blackman Bazo's debut album. <laughs> 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 the African Triangle music. That's the first full album I listened to. And it's it's like, I genuinely enjoy it, and there's bits I could cut, but it's just racist now that I'm like singing along. Yeah. I'd have been like, must have been fucking 12 or something. Because I think I was first bought an album when I was maybe 13, 14, where I bought my own money. So maybe 12. Um... <laughs> And I remember, because, is it Paul Simon who does Diamonds on the Souls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on it. And my brother, I think I think my brother told me this, and I don't think it's true, 
and it almost sounds offensive, but my brother told me that Paul Simon got in trouble because he only paid Ladysmith Blackman Basil like 20 quid for all the song. <laughs> And because they're from a more kind of like a, I guess a third world yeah. Uh, continent yeah, yeah. That they were kind of like whoa yeah. wait, wait. <laughs> Paul Simon song you don't understand the value of your own work um, yeah. but I, I imagine they were paid more French, well I, I wouldn't be surprised if they weren't yeah 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 they've never seen a cent since then they, they sort of I think Black Man Bazo are still around they sort of rotate like um like the sugar babes. <laughs> <laughs> they have like a new, a new cast every sort of like yeah. three years. Well, the next album I bought from, and there's also, because Ladysmith Black Man Buzzer is an entirely male band, or certainly was at the time, and there's also a, the women of Black Man Buzzer. Oh, shit. But it's confusing because Lady, Ladysmith, you think, oh, that's the, the thing that I'm Yeah, watching. yeah, yeah. Um, but um, the next album I bought was Crush. Bon Jovi, the Bon Jovi album. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and that probably saved me from... Otherwise, I would have bought a Nickelback album oh, when that was, like... I did, um, yeah, guilty. Getting in there. It's very guilty. Because um, I think that's how it went. Lady Smith, Black Man, Bazo, Bon Jovi, <laughs> Linkin Park, Hybrid <laughs> Theory, yeah. Alien Ant Farm's debut album. Oh, yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. what I remember as my yeah, first yeah, yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you get into that sort of new metal kind of scene where it was like... Oh, yeah. Hey, was it, yeah. And then was it the Newfound Glory and all that kind of sort of shit as well? I didn't listen to them. No. I try and think off the top of my head who I was listening to a lot. Limp Bizkit? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you were an yeah. angry child? <laughs> no, no, no. Although I did have to. Limp, my mum and dad wouldn't let me get Limp Bizkit's album because of the parental advice. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. The, the latest, the Black Man Bazaar. No yeah, 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 that was fine. There's no explicit <laughs> lyrics on Lewis with Black Man Bazaar. But chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavour world. <laughs> That's too fucking far. <laughs> so I had to, I was in HMV one day and I saw the album. That it was like an edited version, so it didn't have the sticker on. But it was like 16 quid mm. when I was younger rather than like 9.99. So I bought that and it's fucking mad. <laughs> it's, like the, it's like, it's a burp world. A burp off plays. Everybody judge, but a burp off. And some of them put in sound effects to the swimming in a minute. <laughs> so it's just fucking, it, yeah, it's an embarrassing listen. Well, everyone's music, I think, when they're young, well, that's the point of music. It's so eclectic. And I, no, I think there's like a period where you sort of like have that early, I would say around the sort of when you're around 10, 11, 12, 13, you start to find music for yourself. Yeah. But then you kind of realize it's shit. And then you start to find stuff. When you're around 15, 16, 17, like the latter half of your teens, that's when you start finding music that I think you're actually like, ah. I like this now. This is going to be like my music for like the rest of my life. Like I was definitely like that. Because yeah, Nickelback, one of the first albums I ever bought. Yeah. Destiny's Child, one of the first is albums. A... Why is it that we have such a... Why do we hate Nickelback as a collective unit? It is true, yeah. Really I, I still think that song, I mean, I guess it's dated or whatever, but that song was a incredible. Yeah. Otherwise it wouldn't have been as big as it was. Yeah. Because it's not even like, I mean, pop music, you can have successful pop music that is shit just because yeah. it's like popular, but that was like a rock song 
Yeah, it had a story, it had an emotion, yeah. it had a yeah. music video. They, I think yeah. had a music The music video was cool because it was basically him chasing around a woman or like walking really slowly into a woman's room I'd and she's suggest, walking out of it. I'd suggest <laughs> cool being the <laughs> 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 like, But like the, uh, but I remember that, yeah, that lo- loads of people because I used to really like, Kerrang magazine would yeah. be like hot on Nickelback for like a year and then yeah. now they turn against him and they're like scumbags, we never liked that shit. But then they were like pioneered when that album came out about being like the new version of grunge that was going to come out in your life. Mm. You know, it's gone downhill since like Cobain and you know Nirvana and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. I did get Kerrang pretty much religiously. Oh yeah, when I was a kid. My Chemical Romance, I was big into. Yeah, I've got tickets to see them. For the oh, like, yeah, like next year, isn't it? Yeah, is that Milton Keynes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I, I love. I, I still listen to that every now and then, like you know, at least once a year, I think. Oh, I might listen to Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bang that Great album, man. Why did they break up and they got back together? Is that the situation? Yeah, yeah, something like that. I I don't follow them. Yeah, yeah. They kind of just went, you know, the was it Gerard Way, the guy who's like the lead singer? He like Mm. created... Oh, Gerard Leto? No, no, no. But he had a band. Is that somebody else? (laughs) Yeah. Gerard Leto is the actor and also he's... Yeah, and amazing hair as well. Very handsome man. Yeah. Not him. He's no. a real piece of shit, Jared Lowe. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what about like films and stuff like that when you were kind of growing up? And, and did you, because you also act as well. We should talk about your acting. No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I used to. <laughs> but um, you were in The Ark. I was watching a bit of that, like, today. Oh, I saw it because I was like, yeah, yeah. but I didn't even realise that was the thing. But you played Ham, you played Noah's son in The Ark. Yeah. But well, basically, we don't have to go into it if you don't want to, but like oh, acting no. wise. The film with Russell, not. No, 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 no. It, annoyingly, I was come out like even at the same time or something like four months after. So if you said like I was in this like Noah's Ark thing, they're like, oh wow, yeah. Like, I previously had a petition like, oh, like, <laughs> yeah. that's still good. You're like, yeah, yeah. But, um, but it was probably it's one of the best things I've done. It's like one of the biggest things I've done in terms of feeling like you're part of a big project yeah, it's and understanding scale. that there was money and like sometimes you do a little sitcom part and you're like oh yeah obviously there's like a film crew and mm. stuff but in the Noah's Ark thing I mean there was a fucking ark they built an ark that's a giveaway I was like I've not read the script but that's a giveaway there's <laughs> a big old ark um, I, I it paid enough that I could um, get one-on-one swimming lessons because I couldn't <laughs> swim. <laughs> Which is amazing as well for that film as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. They asked me, they were like, can you swim? I was like, yeah. I don't need to, I'm going to be on the ark. <laughs> I, um, I, couldn't, I couldn't really swim very well because my brother didn't, didn't like swimming. When I was a kid, he was like scared of water and stuff. So I learned when I was a kid, like basic doggy paddle sort of thing. Yeah. And then yeah. never, just never fucking did it again. So we're like, I read the script and there's a scene where I dive off a cliff into some water and I was like, well, I'm not going to mention I can't swim <laughs> until I get there um, and got this like ex-Greek Olympian guy who injured his knee to um, teach me to swim but he only taught me to swim like racing swimming and I kept saying to him like, I need to deliver dialogue when I'm doing this. It's just treading water. Fresh You're doing You're doing like a butterfly the whole way. He's head under the water, but like, and doing this thing of like, breathe. Yeah, as soon as your head goes under, so breathe out your nose and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm delivering dialogue just like. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Dad! 
Do you remember the dialogue? Oh, I can't remember the dialogue I did in the water. I, I, I nearly drowned in the water. They put me in. <laughs> I, some, a man whose job it was to save me in case I drowned. Um, he was like, I'm going to go. Yeah, the guy whose job it was to save me if there was any trouble was clearly watching me going, I'm going to give him the benefit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I was drowning for a bit. I, got, I remember thinking... I am starting to drown. <laughs> and then eventually, this hand just got, got my arm and just brought me a bit further forward. And I was kind of playing it cool in my head, being like, there's fucking signs that that was happening <laughs> earlier. He's method. He's method. He's method. I was going to say, you need to be pitching them. You could be playing like Michael Phelps in the future documentary. You know, you can do the yeah. two, like acting and swimming at the same time. Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Michael the next Phelps thing. getting a film. Oh, he will do it at some point. I mean, it'll be it'll always be like, you know, it's not going to have much jeopardy in it. Which is, oh, he wins again and again and again. Yeah, and again. I don't know what he's, if he's got all going on in his personal It could be that Ryan Lochte guy. He's an arsehole. He's the one that's here. He was the one that they went to Brazil. I went to uni with him. Really? Ryan Lochte at UF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? He walked into the bathroom. We're at Cantina, which was the club. Yeah. He walked into the bathroom and everyone was like, oh my God, Ryan Lochte's here. Ryan Lochte. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, super jock. At the Olympics. He swim, swim, yeah, yeah, big, yeah. Big, he's number two after he was. Phelps. He ruined his career because he went at Brazil. Him and a bunch of, a bunch of other like uh, swimmers went to a, 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 a like a petrol station, and they basically came back and they said that they were robbed and that all of their shit got taken. And it turns out that they fabricated the whole thing and that they actually hadn't been robbed by a bunch of Brazilian guys. Why? Just and for a news story. Just for a news story, yeah. And then they caught them on, on CCTV from the petrol station. Nothing happening to them whatsoever. And then yeah, they kind of that was after that. I think he got dropped. He walked into the bathroom. Yeah. When I was there. And I was like, Ryan Lochte's here. I'm like, who's he? Sounds like a dick. And I turned around and he was there. <laughs> stood, stood behind me. He's like, yeah, I don't know the guy either. So I gave him props to that little bit. I was once walking down the street with Lloyd Griffith. And it was very busy. And someone was sort of jostling to get past him. And he, I was going, he's sort of trying to get past me, isn't he? And he sort of joking and went, oh, fuck it. What's going on here? And turned around, and it was Jason Statham. <laughs> really? And he'd just been like, fucking who's having a Who's choking a bag of ocean? <laughs> <laughs> you see the video of him diving? <coughs> Jason Statham, before yeah, he got into yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's still got hair. Oh, yeah. he's a bit of, mm. he's a bit of me, if that was my persuasion. Yeah, he was like early, he was like early Tom Daly, innit? <laughs> I think he's a handsome boy. <laughs> but if, if you say he's a bit of me, if that was my persuasion. Yeah, I'm not gay. But yeah, you could say that about any, anyone then. <laughs> if, if that's your persuasion, that is going to be a bit of you. <laughs> not, not necessarily. You see someone shitting themselves in the street and go, that's a bit of me, that one, that That's what I did say. Yeah, that'd be a bit of me. It's a fair, it's a fair copy, isn't it? It's a fair cop yeah, to yeah. a fair foul. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, we are both huge fans of the Magic Sponge, and I know that you're not doing it. Yes, it's kind of like how me and Lou bonded, I think, when we were still kind of on shaky ground and whether or not we were going to be friends, and then we were like, oh, we both listened to the same podcast. And we loved it. It was brilliant. It was so funny. How much fun was that like sort of putting it? It was good. I mean, I got bullied a lot. Are you all right to talk about it? Just to explain, it was you, Rob Beckett, and Jimmy Bullard were the three. And and those, like, if if it was just us three, we... It's always very, and I really enjoyed the podcast. But sometimes you get a footballer on who was 
like they're all just so much about banter mm. that any sort of like Rob's a very like quick laddie kind of guy. So I think I was often the one who they're like, "Who's this scruffy?" <laughs> but it would they'd be like that straight away when some football comes in. And you're like, "You're right, mate." He's like, "Oh, look at look at the body on this guy. <laughs> shake hands yet." Um, so they want to pick the weak. My brother and well, I don't know because on the on that podcast it was what Razor Rudder, Lee Henry's Graham Stack. We fucking terrified. Ruddock and Stacker are yeah. nice guys to be fair. Oh really? They, yeah, yeah. they were two of the better ones. Graham Stacker's lovely. Yeah. Um Ruddock got his uh, balls out on the live record. We did a, a live episode that I think was one of the shortest episodes. We recorded for like two, three hours in Bullard's pub. I listened to it. We, c- we couldn't use so much. <laughs> 17 minutes long. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we, re- we filmed that episode. We were filming it to see if we could do a, a filmed episode. And yeah, you just couldn't use in, it. Right? From, um, tube, oh, from soccer, yeah. In, and then Tubes was like walked in for a bit and he sat in the background and he, he was on the mic for a little bit. And then apparently mid-record said to the producer like, yeah, I don't really want to be used on this. I used a lot because tubes, tubes could see what was happening there. And it was just awesome. I'm pretty sure Ruddock's um, an active or at the time recovering alcoholic. Yeah. Oh, six pints and Bullard's <laughs> like, just, he's just getting pints. And then he's getting his, his balls out. Uh, this is graphic, but when he got his balls out... Yeah. It hit you like a wave. <laughs> the intense, the, the intense Ruddock yeah, falls, yeah. the musk. Oh, really? Just, and <laughs> He's a big unit. He's a oh, big yeah. Man, yeah. But lovely, lovely. <laughs> it warms my heart because there's a documentary on ITV, but with the England boys, like, they, they dig them all up. <laughs> they come dip side. Oh, they dig up. They go and play a game against Germany. Oh, is it the one of Harry Redknapp, like, yeah. coaches them? So yeah. inspired the North to live another winter or something. They put that programming on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they go, and he... And Mer- Paul Merson is having a really big friendly argument with him because he's an addict. And Paul's like, "You killed yourself, mate! Stop doing this!" Mm. Stuff. And Paul Merson just came out with a gambling. Oh yeah, that documentary. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had Merson on the podcast. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, but oh god, I, love I feel it. like uh, since the sponge like kind of came out and like done it's that was sort of like the beginning. I know you always had stuff like Soccer AM, and you also have like the Football Ramble and like other podcasts. Mm. But I feel like it was after that. That the sponge as well that there is like a kind of a, a, a like a plethora of all of these sort of like Arsenal fan TV and Redmen TV and oh, like real hardcore fans. Well, we sort of were not. I mean, we were behind that, but like, so I, I work for Full Time Devils, um, which is now uh, Stratford Paddock. Mm. So at, at the time, like Full Time Devils had like staff, no subscribers. There pretty much at the beginning. Um, a guy, me and a guy called Sam Homer, who's now a presenter on MUTV. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of times, if I'm involved in a project, everyone else in the project goes on to have a really successful project. <laughs> it genuinely happens a lot. And it, it, it's quite worrying for me. But Sam's like been on a podcast. He does the MUTV podcast with like Rooney and Ferguson. He's like Matt Alex Ferguson. Um, but um, so we were starting that out, and it was like me and Sam doing like magazine style shows. And we're getting more and more subscribers. So we were the biggest fan channel for any sports team oh, wow. in the UK. Now I think there's a few more. Uh, Every club kind of got passed one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a fan oh, yeah. And and so we like, um, so we've asked on fan TV, because there was a Chelsea one and a Tottenham one all under the same banner. And oh, yeah. But the Arsenal fan TV one, probably the first one to like, 
I, I think really abuse football fans in the sense of going, this guy's clearly got a bit of a problem or, or he's a, he doesn't realise <laughs> yeah. how mad he is. Yeah. So we're going to, after a game, go like, oh, here's, here's Claude, what's Claude's opinion? Oh, can't fucking believe it! <laughs> fucking hell! He's just like, yeah, we're going to watch that and spread it around. <laughs> you got to Paul, can we go down in the battle? Okay, Claude, yeah. that's your shit life battle, off you go. Because <laughs> he always says, oh, I swear to God, I'm not coming to see these games again! See next week, Paul. Fucking idiot. <laughs> it's the biggest disgrace I've seen in my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game when you're yeah. upset again. I love it. Uh, that was unnecessary. I don't know why I did that. I ruined you. I ruined you guys. <laughs> I don't think you did. Okay. Um, Can't ruin my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. <laughs> about films. Then we were kind of like touching upon it a little bit with the acting. But like when again, like films, like from your life, like what are yeah. what are the ones that you love? You into films, mate. Yeah. Do you like films? <laughs> You sat at home, you've got your Blu-ray player set up. Yeah, yeah. You plug it in, you pop the film on. What is the film? Some of my DVDs won't work. (laughs) Blu-ray players. Oh, yeah, true. Um, You don't have a lot of Blu-rays to be fair. It's just (laughs) because of the reasons. I've never met anyone that collects DVDs. Some of them just aren't on streaming services. Yeah, Yeah, no, but... I've recently got the Blu-ray of Stalker. Um, it's a, a film <laughs> Russian director. Um, and that's not on fucking Netflix. No, no. What is what, is sto- what is Stalker? I also just love the way you pronounce it. Yeah. That's what I like. Stalker. <laughs> can we get what it's about? You can, um, Do the trailer for you it. You can yes. try. But I'm, um, I like it. Uh, it's Russian, correct? Let me... Um, I'll get... The the blurb up on You try you try and get okay. what's happening. <laughs> so, when did it come out? Am I allowed to Let me go? check the yeah, here we, here we, here we go. it's good though, you've seen it. Quality film. I, I'm watching yeah. Oh I've got it and I'm ready to watch it. <laughs> because of the um the thing that made me really wanna watch it um is because I read that some of the crew died because of um Poisoning from the toxic landscapes that they were filming. What? It's fucking hardcore, mate. Yeah, I was gonna say that's. Uh, that I was gonna say yeah, that's not in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically it's like a post post apocalyptic thing, basically. That's super apocalyptic. Sounds like a kind of like it was being filmed in like Chernobyl. Was yeah, well, maybe that's Russian. where they filmed it. It's yeah. Russian, yeah. So well, it could be stalker, vampire. No, well, stalker in it. Yeah, of course, it's a stalker in it. So it's clearly What's like a man Siberia following someone. Or something, and there's a. He, there's a man. Of course there is. Set in a, a forest. He's a male stalker and he just loves shrimp. <laughs> he loves shrimp, yeah. It's like Forrest Gump but so with a fucking really radioactive... this girl, right, you've seen it, there's this girl that's got a hood on that's the colour of shrimp coloured hood. Like and a pinkish shrimp. And he's all about it and he wants the yeah. hood. And then he falls in love with the girl and then he's that's what makes him just follow her around Russia for a bit. On a I mean, that sounds like it could be close. Yeah. Is, that, no, is, that, is that close? Is that close? Are we close here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so. Um, and I mean, I probably can't say what I haven't seen it. No, no, no. Are you a big, are you a big like, horror fan? Is that like, or do you sort of anything kind no, of No, I guess I like, well, I probably just like, I'm, I'm maybe sort of quite pretentious in I just like good yeah like you know I like looking at like the I always try and watch the kind of Oscar nominees yeah, yeah. I like good dramas um, like dark or depressing films mm-hmm. but also comedies and yeah yeah, yeah. I love like um, it's like I love The Machinist 
the Christian Oh yeah, Bale one. yeah, the one where he lost loads of weight for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I've watched that two, three times. Um, a film that's quite affecting. It's like when you watch it and when you walk out, you're like, Christ alive. Yeah, yeah, deep. Like the, the Pianist is one of my favourites for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great film. Yeah, so I remember that. The French Dispatch. Oh yeah. I recently got back into all of Wes Anderson's. What did you think of it? So I. I loved the Grand Budapest Hotel Same. a lot, and went back and was watching a lot of his, like watched all his films quite recently. And I I love like the style, but the style of the writing and all that stuff. Um, but the French Dispatch, I probably enjoyed the least of any of his films. I still liked it, but um, the, like how because he has usually has like a narrator mm. at the beginning of like all his films. But because of the little free episodic thing, it means you have like a narrator to introduce the newspaper, and the newspaper is essentially introducing a story. Mm-hmm. That story has a narrator. So really, in, in say like a half hour story, with the narrator, you only really see 20 minutes of actual yeah. stuff, if that. So you don't connect to like like, characters as much. Like a series of vignettes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I couldn't have I couldn't really tell you what the fuck Salome <laughs> was doing. No. And or what the importance of that was, um, and I liked I liked the the artist one and the chef one was good. But as, and as much as I like the actor who's narrating that, it's kind of like just fucking show me it. Yeah, 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 Tell yeah, me yeah, yeah. What's happening? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was kind of like Wes Anderson turned up to like eleven. Like it was yeah, kind of like the yeah. most very wordy and kind of up it. I, I love it. I mean, I liked it, but mm. I. I do you think I love it, was, it. I liked it. Uh, yeah, it was, like, yeah, it was kind of shit, wasn't it? Though, like, but it was so it was you could like I the whole because it, it was so up its own off. But it, yeah, it felt to me like ah, this is what people rinse you for. Yeah, like, yeah. this is like the Grand Budapest is for. Oh, some people are still like, oh, it's all twee this behind. Like, yeah, but it's fucking great. Yeah, and this I still enjoy it. But some of the character, I felt. Yeah, I'd give it seven out of ten. It, it, there were bits that were so good, and some characters that were so amazing. You could have foregone some of the weaker ones and been like, "Just focus on that, mate." Yeah, I would have because it was inspired by the New York. Yeah, New York, and him kind of choosing like article, like a few articles that kind of. So, like, yeah, I guess just by its nature, you don't see any character development or progression or yes. get attached to them. So, like, if yeah, if, if one of the characters in those little vignettes died. Not really gonna feel too sad. No, only met for fifteen minutes. Either. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Not enough. Also, not not. I was gonna say, not enough women in it. But I mean, like, there weren't female-led characters at all. There the Francis McDormand three one, were men. All, all no, the Francis McDormand. Well, again, it's that same thing. Like the Francis McDormand was, meant, what she was. She was she like was she was like a writer in the Chalamet one. Yeah, yeah. And she's yeah. kind of like she's meant to be the focal point of it, but she's kind of no. not. But yeah, it's a bit yeah, of a not yeah. one. It's definitely good. In terms of the film that I've watched more than any other film, oh, yeah. would be the Truman Show. Oh, I love I that. I think I've watched that probably over twenty times. I've never seen it. Really, really. Oh, great film. I Do think you know, that and a film called Brick. I'd say the only yes, ones that are like Joseph double Gordon figures. Great. What's great about that? Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's really good. It's oh, him, he, a high school drug dealer, and he's with the. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And great. Ryan Johnson, who did like The Last Jedi and Knives Out, he directed it. was like one of his wow. early films. Yeah. yeah, that's a brilliant it's film. Very, the soundtrack is incredible. Uh, Ian, last question. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. What's your, what's your guilty pleasure? It's a naughty little. Not naughty, per se, but what's Ian Ian looking at? And he's checking over his shoulder like... Oh, Oh, I'll tell you something that people consider a guilty pleasure, I suppose. I think 
Um, like, and this is our mu- music. I'm, we're talking album number one, I said there's maybe two tracks that aren't absolute bangers. <laughs> um, even when most people abandoned him, I still listen to his latest album. I fucking love Daniel Beddingfield. (laughs) (laughs) I could quote so many lyrics in a demo. And I could like people would talk about Beddingfield and they'd be like, oh yeah, remember his first album? I'm like, oh fuck yourself. We're talking third album. We're saying he's still got it and the music industry's fucked this guy over. His sister fucked him over. His sister come into the game with absolute dog shit. (laughs) Just going, I love you. I saw her on GMTV back in the day and they were interviewing about that song and she was like, yeah, I remember we were, really, we were struggling with what, how to make the chorus and, and I remember we were working on it for ages and I just said to the guys, like, um, why don't we just say, I love you? And then I was like, oh, fuck off, you fucking moron. Fucking... Um, but we'll say it. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. And she'd come in and she took the attention off Daniel mm. and... Um, ruined the name. Yeah, and it was sort of like, Natasha was the big deal. You're like, you don't fucking understand this girl's flash in the pan. She's gone. Um, How about Daniel? He wrote, he, wrote, um, he wrote on the latest Weezer album. He wrote Daniel Beddingfield. for Weezer. He's a, he's a, he's a good songwriter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he did an album recently and there's... There's a song on it, a couple of songs which I, I think are insanely good, like pop songs. I don't like a lot of pop music, but I do like some. But yeah, I, I would I'd defend Beddingfield. <laughs> oh, I love that. Guilty pleasure. Yeah, that. I was going to oh, say, yeah. that's awesome. That's exactly what you want to hear. And it also it means I want to go listen to Daniel Beddingfield now. You've got to play. Yeah. You've got to have a playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Friday. Friday. One of the latest singles from his first album. The, like, you know, Beddingfield in the back of his head thinking, I'll release this as maybe the sixth single from this album. Absolute banger. <laughs> what is it about? Do you see yourself in Beddingfield? I don't, I honestly don't know what it is, but I just fucking love it. Yeah. Have you like, ever met him? No, no, I wish. <laughs> if I met Beddingfield, like, I would be, would I would I'd say it with him, like, look, I know that, I'm sorry, I don't mean this disrespectful, but because you're a, a pop music singer, you might have a lot of fans who are girls kind of screaming and, and that kind of thing, but like, I don't usually like your type of music. I like this music. I, I like this and this. I fucking love your stuff, man. Give me a track. I'll tell you some lyrics from it. I'm going to prove myself to you. Your sister's a piece of shit. I know you're a That's a perfect, perfect answer for that one. And it's also charming in the scene. Yeah, it's true. I think we all want to give Daniel Beddingfield a, a big hug if we ever see him in the street and just be like, mate, I mean, you were the fucking original Beddingfield. Yeah, yeah. And he had that car crash. He had like, um, yeah. he had fucking Meccano on his head for ages. Yeah, yeah. That, like, big bricks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We see, it worked for Kanye but it didn't go for Dan- Daniel Beddingfield. But... <laughs> I have no idea what either you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he was in a car crash at the beginning. He had like metal in his skull. So he had like, he looked like a hell in the cell. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, the Elimination Chamber, if you remember that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He had one of them around his head. Oh, my God, are you a wrestling fan as well? Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. I, I supported Mick Foley really? doing stand-up gigs. Oh, my God, that's... Mick Foley hanging out. Oh, man. Um, Is he a nice guy? I've always heard he's a nice guy. Oh, yeah, 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 he's, yeah, very, yeah. he's very nice. Did you ever meet Colt Cabana as well? Because he was at a sort of stand-up. I think but... I did, like, briefly, but um, not... Really, in a way to chat to, I think. Ah, uh, but Mick Foley, 
Oh, absolutely. I he's like my hero, like the nicest guy I think I've ever like yeah. seen in wrestling, I think, probably. Yeah. In a sport full of absolute well, no, no, actually a lot of them probably quite nice. But he's like a, the ultimate sort of sweetheart. Yeah. Recently got into uh, well not wrestling, but like um <laughs> No, I don't want to talk about wrestling. This is how I shoot all I want to say. I try and mean wrestling, but chess online. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock, I could talk about AEW. The Rock produced the film, sorry, um it had uh, your lady in it, wrote Florence Pugh. Um, oh, oh, I'm fine with my family. Yeah, Nick Frost. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Watch yeah, that. yeah. That was good. Mm. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I've, try, I've tried to get Lou, I've tried to get Lou into wrestling for years. I tried to show him, like, yeah. Dark Side of the Ring and, like, the New Jack episode. Like, all I the kind of, like... That. Yeah, that was sick. But it's old, like, I Kimball's life. Yeah, I struggle to watch it now. Like, I think there's some companies that are probably still doing it in, like, the old school where, like... But when WWF dropped the F and made it WWE and they kind of got more rules on it being more kind of family yeah, friendly yeah. and stuff and it just become a bit boring it used to, and I guess you get older but it used to feel so exciting oh it was so um, gritty yeah raw well yeah literally yeah, raw yeah yeah it's just not as good as it, I, yeah uh, we were different kids <laughs> um, Im, uh, lastly is there anything uh, like you'd like to sort of plug the, where can people see you where can people like follow you oh, like, shit? I thought you were still talking about culturally <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you've got to check out this um, oh actually yeah if there's anything else that you'd like to sort of say that people need I guess to the list, only, the, list them off the only thing that, that I I mean because all the things I like but the one person who I genuinely think people should listen to is a guy called Jason Molina who was in bands called but the band the same bands but it's it's him and musicians but it's around his stuff I, like Songs of Hire Magnolia Electric Company Jason Molina are all essentially the same right. thing but I, I think he's the best um, and he died maybe like six, seven years ago now because he, he he died as I was like probably first getting into like an album or two of his. And I remember being gutted, seeing his name trending on Twitter oh, and thinking, oh man. But his music is sad. It is sad music. But it's it's beautiful. I, I think he's... Folk sort of stuff? What? Yeah, like genre. bluesy American folk. Oh, I'm all about that. Yeah, um, but it's, it's, it's incredible. And I think he should be, like, I guess a bit like, not stylistically too similar, but like the same... Field as Bob Dylan yeah. or something, and I and I think he should be, I think he should be as revered as Dylan, even in terms of like, um, is Bob Dylan got the Nobel Prize for literature? Probably right? does. I don't know. Um, I he's got like every award given. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was Dylan who's like the first singer to get that, but um, yeah, I, I I think he should be as revered as that. But I guess his stuff is like maybe a bit too sad. Is it kind of like Elliot, is it Elliot Smith? Yeah, yeah I guess so Elliot, similar, that, similar yeah. vibe, a bit and more kind of country-ish oh, okay. than that. Um, oh, yeah, just American fucking stuff. But just amazing. Yeah. But other than that, I, um, <laughs> I guess I'm just gigging. I don't really have much going on. Um, I'm sort of working on stuff. I'm into working on a lot of scripts and stuff, but... What are the chances of them getting made? Um, <laughs> look out for them. If, um, if I think good, email, email me and I'll send them to you. You can read them. I will. And imagine, <laughs> yeah. imagine what it would be like. 
would have been made in five years and totally different and your name's not attached anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, yeah, I think it's gigging and following me on social media and stuff. I reckon. Um, yeah, that's lovely cool. stuff. Oh, brilliant. Well, thanks, thanks so, so much, much, man. Yeah, it was. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs>